Hey guys, today uh, we're going to have a little bit of a different format for this episode um, because, well, I'm just going to get right to it. So I have become concerned about the banking system. Why? Well, the same reason you probably have. You've seen Silicon Valley Bank, you've seen uh, Signature, you've seen, was it Silvergate, followed by a Credit Suisse, and now I rumblings of uh, Deutsche Bank. And it's concerning uh, to see people in line outside of a bank is, well, frightening. And for Silicon Valley Bank to be the biggest bank failure since, uh, uh, was it Washington Mutual in 2009, 2008? That kind of stuff is very disconcerting for us uh, people who, you know, may be retiring within the next 10 years or so. Um, so I started thinking to myself, can I go to my bank today, uh, uh, which is a credit union? Can I go and pull some money out just without being in, you know, before the run starts, if you will? So, just as an experiment, I put a lav mic on myself, hid, hid, hid a lav mic, and went into my local credit union to see if I could pull out 25 grand. And here's what it sounds like. Okay, I am now about to enter my local community credit union to see if they will give me $25,000. Thank you. And we're coming in. Hello. Good. How are you? Very good. How can we help you? Uh, may I make a withdrawal, please? What are we taking out? Um, from the account ending in 0001, uh, may I have 25000 please? Oh, I can give it to you as a cashier's check. We don't keep that much cash on hand for regular everyday transactions. I can order it, but it won't be here till early Monday. Okay, so a couple quick notes here. Um, first off, you may notice that the sound is really good considering that it was a lav um, in general through that, uh, that uh, clip. And the reason that it's really good is I found a new tool and I'm just nerding out here. I'm sure that 90% of you couldn't give two shits about this, but um, there's this new AI noise removal engine that Adobe has and it's in beta, but you just throw in your audio. You just literally drag and drop it onto this website. It's at podcast.adobe.com and it will take audio that has speech on it. It'll pull out any noise and it will um, equalize it and enhance it. So you hear the the gal um, who is the teller for the most part, it, with one exception, but for the most part, she sounds like it, the, the level is just the same as mine, which is amazing. She was on the other side of plexiglass and I could barely hear her. Okay. So this is a miraculous little tool uh, and it's pretty cool, but I digress. So I go in to a bank on a Wednesday afternoon. This was uh, Wednesday, March. Uh, what the hell day of the week was it? Wednesday, March uh, 22nd uh, in the afternoon. And I go to this bank and I want 25 grand. And they're like, nope, uh, I could get it to you by Monday. So that to me is disconcerting right there. The, the, my exchange continues. Monday. Is that it? Is that at all branches? Um, each branch kind of keeps a different amount of floating amount of cash. We ask for advance notice for anything more than five to make sure we can keep enough on hand. 
Okay. Um, like I can do the ten thousand today. I don't know if you want to check with another branch. Um. Yeah, let's do ten thousand then. Thank you. I do our cash order. I'm like, oh, I don't think I can make that work with what we have on hand. Gotcha. Not unless you wanted a ton of lights. No, that uh, I don't need that. Did you want to jump with another branch for the rest of this? Um, actually, it's getting a little late. I'll uh, I I might call like us we go okay. on my way. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one. Just a signature thing, please. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. You too. Okay. So, um, sorry about that. At the end there, my miraculous noise reduction engine, uh, from my friends at Adobe kind of shit the bed and, uh, made her voice uh, get all wonky. So I had to go back to the original, uh, lavalier, uh, audio. So, uh, it kind of got a little wonky there, but you get the point. So I go in, I try to get 25 grand. They politely turn me down and tell me that I can get it next week, or maybe they can call around, but this is on a day. This is on a Wednesday, a normal day when nothing's happening. There's been no freak out. There's been no even news or inkling of a solvency issue with my credit union but I still can't get my money right away. So if there's some kind of a, you know, news gets out that local credit unions are over leveraged or there's some kind of issue uh, under the hood, just imagine trying to get your money out. If you're like me, you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to listen to the news. I'm going to kind of watch the industry. I'm going to maybe set a news alert for the name of my credit union. And as soon as something happens, I'll just whip down there, get my money out. But as you can see by this example, for me at least in my undercapitalized little uh, credit union, it's not going to happen. And then by the time Monday rolls around, there they would have a run and and I'd be screwed. So, just wanted to do that little experiment. And um, oh, you know, and before we uh, before we get off the subject of banking here. Real quick, I want to go back to the whole Silicon Valley thing because there's a lot of kind of misinformation floating around about the their solvency and about their risk management and whatnot. So first off, uh, Elizabeth Warren the other day uh, tweeted this, irresponsible and excessive risk taking by Silicon Valley Bank and Signature remind us that banks can't supervise themselves. I'm calling on Fed Chair Barr to use his authority to apply stronger oversight to banks with assets between 100 and 250 billion. Okay. So irresponsible and excessive risk taking. So let's just real quickly dive into what what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. And just to make it as easy as possible, I got some bullets from some dude named Ken Kwong on, uh, what was it, on LinkedIn, I believe. And so Silicon Valley Bank was thriving. Credit losses are fairly low. Its deposits tripled from 2019 to 21. How's that a problem? It sounds great, right? Well, one, when banks accept deposits from clients, they owe the client that money. So deposits are liabilities to the bank. Liabilities cost money. Cost both to serve those clients with branches, tellers, etc., and any interest the bank pays you on your checking account deposit. 
Two, to pay the cost of those liabilities, banks turn them into assets, lending the deposits as small business loans, mortgages, etc. If a bank can't lend deposits responsibly, it often uses excess to buy loans or quote-unquote securities like U.S. treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. As mentioned above, from 2019 to 2021, the deposits tripled. Silicon Valley Bank needed to take those funds and acquire assets to pay its costs. Much of the money was from VC-backed companies that needed a place to deposit the money they raised. These are big deposits. Deposits are pouring in too fast to lend responsibly. SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, recognized that rather than make dumb loans, Silicon Valley Bank responsibly bought assets guaranteed by the U.S. government, treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. But here's where they fucked up. They bought long duration, often 10-year-plus bonds. Okay, so real quick, for Elizabeth Warren to say that it was irresponsible risk-taking, well, the, the problem is, is the duration risk here. So if you're buying long-duration bonds, you have a liquidity problem, first off. If your depositors want their money, it, which you owe them contractually, you're going to have to sell these bonds. Here's the conundrum, though. Those bonds were bought at really low rates. And then Powell starts raising interest rates. And this is uh, back to basics, but as interest rates go up the bonds that you're currently holding, the value of those go down, okay? Meaning, let's pretend they bought a whole bunch of bonds that were uh, paying a 1% yield. Well, if someone can go out now and get bonds at a 3.5% yield, what does that do to the value of your bonds that are getting one? It, it crushes them. So if they wanted to sell those bonds that they held on the open market, they were going to lose money in the process. And that's basically, very short, how this kind of unraveled. Technically speaking, these are the safest assets there are on the planet. We could get into why they made the decision to buy the long-term bonds, which on paper is completely stupid because we had yield inversions where short-term bonds were in some cases paying more than long-term bonds. But long story short, this is what banks do. They take your money and they loan it out or they invest it. And um, so that got me thinking, what does the balance sheet of my credit union look like? Okay. Are they in trouble? Are they solvent? So I went and it's probably interesting to nobody, but I was able to find a, an annual report for 2022 and looked at their balance sheet. So this is a small credit union. It has 9 billion in total assets. And if you remember your accounting classes, a corresponding $9 billion in liabilities, balance sheet. And, and on the liability side, you've got the biggest liability, which is deposits. Okay. So they've got $7.7 billion in liabilities. So the biggest, uh, clearly, which makes sense, the biggest line item uh, in their liabilities column is deposits. So what about assets? Okay, assets, 1.6 billion in cash and cash equivalent. Uh-oh, uh 2.2 2 billion in quote-unquote investments. 12 million held in loans for sale or loans held for sale. 4.6 billion in loans net. And then a bunch of other little ticky-tack items. 
So if they've got 1.6 billion in cash, that is roughly um, uh, about 18%. Okay, so they have the money on hand to cover 18% of deposits if there is a run on that bank. And what's frightening is, is this is very uh, common. And I've heard the average is maybe six to 10%. What does that all mean? Well, what it all means is that if there is contagion and this banking crisis that we're seeing makes its way down to little community banks like mine and maybe yours, um, we're done. We're doomed. Um, so I'm not telling you that you should go and get your money out of the bank. But as my experiment showed, in the best of times, if you wanted to just get a big fat chunk of your money out, uh, you may not be able to get it. So do with that what you will. That's it for today. Have a great one and uh, I'll be back soon. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com. 